With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Thank you for joining us on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. Well, hi again, everybody. Welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Alcorn, Jim Jones. Boy, Jim, we've got a busy show. Of course, we'll look at Darius Garland getting that max contract extension from the Cavaliers. Who, of course, were out in Vegas recently. So we're going to hear from Kelsey Russo from The Athletic. And we'll touch base with our friend Steve Holman, the radio play-by-play voice of the Atlanta Hawks. They've had a busy offseason. So, Jim, we've got a jam-packed show ahead. Yes, we do. And it's always good to talk to Steve Holman. You know, uh, we're workout partners. Uh, when we used to go to the broadcast meetings, he and I would be there at 6 in the morning. I know. 6 <laughs> in the morning working out. But with people, and, and people say, oh, boy, you guys are ambitious. No, we're old. We don't sleep till seven, eight, nine o'clock. We're 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 wide awake at five. Why? Because we go to bed early, you know. But anyway, you know, I always call him my spa partner, you know, and so we always have a good time. And he's an interesting guy, uh, very well accomplished. He is the voice of the Hawks. So it'll be good to see him. And then the young Kelsey Russo, you know, the insight that she gave us in the first show, magnificent. Can't wait. Yep. So good stuff ahead. Stay with us. Cavs HQ presented by Betway follows this on the Cavaliers radio network. Garland with a stutter step. Garland out front. Step back. Three. Good! Darius Garland rainbowed it up. Splashed the net. Garland lobbed to Allen. Pow! The throw to the fro. Upside to Allen, hands it right back to Garland. Garland splits a double team, laid it up and in with the left hand. Welcome back, Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones and, of course, the dynamic duo on the other side of the glass, that being Marty Allen and Kurt McLaughlin. Boy, it's been a busy offseason for the Cavaliers and Certainly, Jim, uh, the news of late, aside from the Cavaliers being out in Vegas for Summer League, was the huge announcement that Darius Garland has signed the Super Max extension. He's going to be a Cavalier for a long time to come. And, of course, uh, both Darius and the Cavaliers organization excited about that. And so uh, we thought we'd take a few minutes and just talk about that and what it means to the organization and really for Darius, what it means for him as far as becoming the leader, really the face of this franchise. Would you agree? I agree with you, Tim. And I think it all started uh, when Rubio went down. He learned his lessons well from Rubio, who is still an exceptional point guard. And uh, he just took that next step in leadership, made big time shots when the Cavs needed it. He got us into our offense and he was consistent every night. Every night he was 20 and 10, somewhere around those numbers or even better. And so the Cavaliers did the the most logical thing they could have ever done. And that was to give this kid an extended contract. 
And uh, when I talked to Kobe, you know, they had that special event out on Brook Park Road, Lexus, and I had a chance to talk to him. He said he, he had been watching Garland since high school, you know, so they knew what they were getting. That's why people laughed. Oh, well, you know, they already got one point guard. Why would they get another? Well, this kid is a true point guard. You know, the responsibilities, the character, the, the leadership, all in one package. It was a great move by the Cavaliers. Jim, one of the reasons I just love working with you, not only on the games, but even for this show, Cavs HQ, oh, is, no, is to draw on that experience that you have uh, and had in the NBA. And so I want to ask you about leadership because you've mentioned before on this show, and I love your quote, don't tell me, show me. Yep. Show me leadership. Define that, and especially what we've seen, what Darius Garland has shown us as far as being a leader. Well, you know, I keep going back to Rubio because I think Rubio was instrumental in his development. The acquisition of Rubio accelerated this kid's potential and character and talents probably about two years. I don't think he could have gotten to the point he is now without Rubio. There's something about the way Rubio plays. And Rubio, what was the quote from Rubio? I'm not the kind of guy to talk a lot. You know, I just show you by my actions. And that's what he did. You know, he kept his mouth shut, thumbs up, they hugged. But there wasn't a lot of conversation. And Darius picked that up. And the thing I like about leadership is that when times are hard and the pressure's on, can you be productive? You know, what does your performance look like? Can you do those things that are contagious to winning? A calm head, uh, knowing where to go with the ball, making the right decisions, you know, taking the big shot and making the big shot. How many times this season, Tim, did this guy win games for us on the free throw line under pressure? Something Jim Jones never could do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jim, again, drawing on your NBA experience, uh, when you talk about a team being this guy's team, you know, you were out in L.A. And it was interesting there, the dynamic, because it evolved from being Kareem's team to Magic's team and how that transition evolved. This is his team. Talk a little bit about that, if you could, Jim. Yeah, well, it's earned. You have to earn it and you earn it through your performance and your actions, just like you and I, you know, we're husbands and we're also fathers, but it's only words until we do those things that are contagious to being a father and to being a husband. And it's the same way in basketball. This kid, uh, he just said, you know what? I'm going to do this. He never said it was his team like players in the past, but you could feel it. And his teammates looked to him. When Kevin Love pulls the reins and after the late, you know, all the times that we've talked to Kevin, he said, hey, this is Darius's team. I think that was the anointing, you know, for this young kid, you know, because tremendous responsibility. Tim, we're a $2 billion business. And the face of this team is a young kid that's only been in the league three years. Of course, Darius's first year uh, was my first year. So when I think back, to that first year covering him as a rookie, Mm. to what he has evolved into. Mm -hmm. Jim, uh, it's been a meteoric rise. It is. But you got to have the talent, Tim. You know, know, his father was a great shooter for the Spurs for years. You know, so it's the pedigree. You know, there's something in him. But I like his calmness. I like his, you know, he's always approachable. You and I talk to him all the time. 
if it's on the plane or, or after practice, before practice, he's always respectful. I just think he's the perfect type to lead this Cavalier franchise. And how about the faith that the Cavaliers franchise has entrusted in him to become the face of the franchise, to say the Cavaliers, and not to take anything away from a Jared Allen or an Evan Mobley, yes. but the Cavaliers, yes. this is Darius Garland's team. How about the faith they're showing in him? Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, let's let's talk the basketball side of it from uh, scoring and all those fundamental things. He is our best scorer. He scores easy. You know, I don't want to put him in the in the realm of Kyrie Irving, who I think was the best player I've ever seen in a Cavalier uniform scoring easy, easy. But he's getting there. He scores easy. You know, he can manufacture offense for you and he can manufacture offense not only for himself, but for his teammates. Tim, that is such a rare quality in our league. That's how good he is. There's only a few of those young players around. The kid from the Hawks is like that. These guys can get you points. Now, you've got to have people to go with them, but you also have to understand how to implement your team talent. And for some reason, I don't know how he did it, but he figured this thing out. He knows when to go to Kevin Love when Kevin comes in the game. You know, he knows how to get the ball to a coral the short corner shot, you know, you know, those basic fundamental things. And he was learning how to play with uh, Levert until Levert got hurt. So now when you go into the draft, you know, and you've got a Evan Mobley and uh, you've got the Jared Allen and you got the marketing, you know, you've got a team already assembled. Your perspective and your approach to the draft is different. And that's where Abaji came in. We're looking for a piece that would fit with that core. And it all evolves around Darius Garland. Boy, great analysis. Again, Darius Garland, max extension. He becomes the face of the Cavalier franchise. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, the youngsters were out in Vegas recently for summer league action. And Kelsey Russo from The Athletic was there to cover it. So we'll get her insights as to what she saw in Vegas in summer league action After this, on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back to Cavs HQ. It's presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones. And yes, we welcome back into our guest chair this week for her second appearance on Cavs HQ the outstanding beat writer for the Cavaliers from The Athletic, Kelsey Russo. She's back from Vegas where she was out in Sin City watching the Cavaliers in summer league action. So we thought she got that up-close look at the Cavs in summer league action. So we're thrilled to have Kelsey joining us again. Kelsey, great to have you again on Cavs HQ. Thanks for having me. Excited to be back. Well, let's talk a little bit about what you saw out in Vegas. Uh, as we said, uh, you certainly got an up-close and real personal look at some of these guys <laughs> that the Cavs are going to be building with. Uh, just some overall observations before we get into the, the nitty-gritty of some of the guys in particular. Yeah, I think it was really it was a really good week. Um, they played really well. I think we saw a lot from you know Ochai, Luke Travers and Isaiah Mobley, especially that was kind of my main focus while I was out there. Um, but it was a really good week for them in a sense to be able to put in 
different sets and work on different actions that really involved um, Ochai and Isaiah because, you know, obviously they'll be up with the Cavs. But overall, I thought, you know, they had a really good showing. A couple of games where they struggled a little bit uh, defensively. But overall, I thought, you know, they really showcased themselves well. And especially there was a lot of praise around people for, about Ochai in, in different games, especially his perimeter shooting. So that was kind of a highlight um, throughout the week. I would like to talk a little bit, Kelsey, about this Ochai kid is pretty good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> other, th- other than his shooting, what impressed you? Because we know he can shoot the ball. Yes. Um, I honestly was really impressed by his defense. Um, he can guard multiple positions. He looked really strong. You know, he honestly, in a couple of games, was struggling from the perimeter. Um, the shots were really good. They just, like, weren't falling. But when that wasn't the case, he was moving off the ball really well. He was cutting. He was just finding open guys and just kind of being able to impact the game in a lot of different ways other than his shooting but I really was impressed by his defense. Um, obviously, you know, last year that was such a big thing for Cleveland, and it will be again this year. And I think he fits right in with that of just the way that he plays really hard. He can just, he's scrappy, and um, he just has a way that he can just defend multiple multiple positions. So I was impressed by that. Again, we're talking with Kelsey Russo. She's our guest on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway, of course. Kelsey does an amazing job covering the Cavaliers for the athletic and Kelsey to, to follow up on what Jim was asking you there about Ochai Abaji. Uh, we had Mike Ganzi on the show last week, Cavaliers general manager. And he talked about Ochai's four year college experience, how he comes to the league with a, a little more polish. Uh, is that something that you could sense as you watched him out in Vegas? Absolutely. I, I thought it was really interesting. I actually asked him about it um, the other day because uh, Mike Garrity said that, you know, Ochai has a ton of intangibles, the way that he's a really good leader and a competitor and a hard worker. And so I asked Ochai, like, you know, like, how did you develop that? Where did that really come from? And a lot of that came from when he was at Kansas um, and his coach Bill Self really prided his team in those intangible aspects of their game. And and put a lot of trust in guys that displayed those elements. And Ochai is obviously one of those guys. And that really stood out to me at Summer League because, kind of like I said, like when he was out on the floor, he was that leader. He was a voice. Um, and he just kind of looked really polished out there, just having that experience. And so I think it really will help him. Um, obviously, you know, there isn't always an adjustment to the league. But I think, you know, having four years under his belt, having national championship experience, will prove to be really beneficial for him just in the way that he carries himself and the way that he knows his game and just the way that he competes. Kelsey, were there any other players out there that were impressive to you? Yeah, I, um, I really liked Isaiah Mobley's game. It was kind of funny. Actually he did this move. He was down in the paint and he like, he had defender on and he was just kind of like working through him and he spun and he had a hook shot. And it just kind of reminded me a little bit of Evan out there. It was kind of <laughs> funny. I was like, which Mobley am I looking at? <laughs> um, but I really liked Isaiah's game. He is a really strong passer. Like he, he was threading some passes throughout the course of summer league that I was just like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Like that, that pass worked, but he really impressed me. RJ Nembhard really impressed me. Um, we talked to him a couple of times and he was talking about how he's really worked on becoming a floor general and um, just the elements of being a point guard 
And I think, you know, obviously him being at summer league last year and being with the charge last year as well, and, and being a little bit with the Cavs really helped him kind of showcase his game and just kind of improve. And I think he just kind of stood out a lot and I think will be really helpful one with the charge this coming season, but also as a two way with Cleveland. And then actually Cam Young too, I think really impressed me. He was just out there like taking shots and, and leading the team and, and he looked really good. And there was just a couple of shots like throughout the games where I was like, Oh my gosh, like can't believe that went down. But like there was a confidence to his game that I really liked. So I think I would say those guys, but overall, like, there was a lot of guys that I was I was impressed by that the Cavs had out there and just the way that they played, especially defensively. Again, we're talking with Kelsey Russo. She's our guest on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Kelsey, of course, the Cavaliers beat writer for The Athletic. We're going to take a very quick time out. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Kelsey. She's fresh back from Vegas. We're talking some summer league basketball, and we'll talk about the upcoming campaign for the Cavaliers. So stay with us. Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. This week, Rock Entertainment Group held its first TMVP Day of Service, where hundreds of team members gave back to the community. For the month of July, the volunteer theme is education and mentorship. The team assisted at Kids Book Bank Cleveland, Laura's Home Women's Crisis Shelter, Providence House, Julia DeBurgos, City Year, Boys and Girls Club Lorraine, and the Cuyahoga County Division of Children and Family Services. The Cavaliers and Rock Entertainment Group remain committed to making a positive impact in the community and across the land throughout the year. Cavs in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be back with more Cavs HQ presented by Betway after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back. Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elthorne along with Jim Jones and thrilled to have with us this week as our guest, Kelsey Russo, the beat writer for the Cavaliers, does an amazing job covering the Cavs with the athletic. Jimmy, want to get things rolling here in segment two with Kelsey? Yeah. Kelsey, uh, when you had a chance to talk to JB, what were his thoughts on uh, Khalifa Dia and also the kid Luke Travers, who I saw the other day? He's not bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's great. I think it was interesting. So Cleva wasn't at Summer League, but we got to talk with JB right after the draft. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of upside with Cleva. I think he, you know, there's there's a really good opportunity for him to grow, but his size is really great. He can handle the ball really well in in the sense of when he's down low. But there's just kind of really an opportunity there to grow him as a big and – use his size so I think that was really exciting and I think with Luke Travers Luke actually really surprised me during summer league again kind of there's a really big opportunity there for him to grow as well but there's an upside to his game in the sense of he's like a heady player he you know he was down low the basket during summer league he just had like kind of an awareness of the floor which I thought was interesting and he made some crazy like hook passes across the floor which were all of a sudden the ball was just like whipping across the court I'm like where is that going and so he just has like kind of that awareness and and was able to bring the ball up he made a couple threes so he has kind of just a versatility to his game that I think was really intriguing for them and 
you know, kind of just has an opportunity for him to grow back overseas. But that's, those things stood out. And JB talked about those things right after the draft as well, just about how those guys just have an opportunity to grow and, and develop. And, and when they come back, you know, be really can be impactful when they come back to Cleveland. Kelsey, to piggyback off what Jim just asked you in regards to coaching, uh, he mentioned JB. Of course, Mike Garrity coached the team out in Vegas. From a coaching perspective, uh, what are what are the coaches looking for as far as the the summer league? What are the things that they're honing in on and focusing on? Yeah, I think it was really an opportunity just to like put, especially you put Ochai and. Isaiah just in in sets and different actions that they would see during the season you know it was on like um, Mike talked about how JB created a couple of sets and different actions that they ran during games um, for Ochai so it was something that they would see early on and kind of sort of start to get that familiarity and so it's kind of really just an opportunity to get used to or start to get used to you know the Cavs system the way that they want to run both their offense and their defense and kind of just see the ways that they can use those guys. So it's really an experimental period, but it works really well because, you know, you can run these sets and if they, if they work, they great, great. We have film on how this, how this works, you know, what Ochai looks in this situation. And then they can take that into training camp and kind of implement it around, you know, guys like Darius and, and Jared and Evan and, um, and just kind of see how he fits along those guys. So, you know, it's an opportunity to really see what, the talent they have, I think, as well, you know, and, and sort of just allow those guys to play while also starting to integrate them into um, the system. Kelsey, what was the buzz uh, that they were talking about, at least from the boob to uh, the kid Holmgren and Jabari Smith and Ivy from Detroit? They said those three kids were truly outstanding. Yeah, they was they they played really, really well. Um it was it was crazy. I got to catch one of the games um, and see um, Ivy play, and you know, just kind of, you know, the buzz around from the draft. You know, people talking about their skill sets and just what stood out, and then being able to see it in person is just a totally different, you know, scenario. And so, a lot of buzz around them. I think you know they played really well, and just kind of individually, they showcased their skill set. Um, on their individual teams and it just got people really excited you know and to see those guys succeed early on and just kind of you know highlight their their skill sets and just showcase like who they can be on those teams but there was a lot of buzz a lot of buzz around those guys throughout the week. Kelsey before we let you go uh, not only are you the beat writer for the Cavaliers with the Athletic but you certainly follow the NBA overall you keep an eye on the landscape of the league so uh, our first chance to talk to you during the off season. Is there yeah. anything during this NBA off season that has really caught your attention or that uh, you're keeping an eye on? Well, so many things. Right, right. <laughs> it's been a it's been a crazy off season. Um, you know, obviously keeping an eye on um, KD and that situation in Brooklyn has been really interesting to me. Now this news on Donovan Mitchell. Um, that's come out over the past couple of days is really intriguing to me. And then I was, I was blown away by that Gobert trade and the picks that were involved and everything. I just was like, Oh my gosh, that is, that was just a massive, massive trade. So kind of just keeping the landscape on those things. And it's been interesting to see and talk to people, you know, I got a chance 
out in summer league to catch up with a lot of people I know around the league and just sort of, you know, just kind of catch up. And so it was interesting to just talk about those scenarios and, you know, the big names obviously, you know, create a ton of buzz. And so all the people want to talk about it, but those are what I've been keeping an eye on, especially, you know, especially as uh, this, as the off season continues, you know, and things develop, but definitely keeping an eye on uh, Katie and in, in that situation in Brooklyn. All right. So look into your crystal ball there, Kelsey. <laughs> Where's Kevin Durant playing next year? What do you oh, think? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, that's a great question. I uh, I don't know if I have an answer. I, I think I've been – that's where I've been. I've been I'm like, what's going to happen? So, I don't – I am unsure. Uh, yeah, TBD. It's, it's been – everything I hear, <laughs> nothing makes sense to me. So, I'm like, I don't know where he's going. <laughs> it is a fascinating scenario. It yeah. really is. Well, Kelsey, we appreciate you taking the time with us here on Cavs HQ. Uh, your second time, just as good as the first. Uh, outstanding information. And thank you thank for you. all your insights from Vegas. Thank of you, course. Kelsey. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to great to chat with you guys. I appreciate it. Oh, always a pleasure to have you. Kelsey Russo, again, follow her work. She does an amazing job covering the Cavs as their beat writer for The Athletic and uh, the Athletic overall is just an amazing publication uh, for national sports. Uh, an amazing job done by Kelsey here locally. We'll take a quick time out. More to come. Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Jim Jones and I will be back right after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back. It's Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers radio network. I got a huge thank you to Kelsey Russo from the athletic for stopping by and paying us a visit. And now we move on to talk more NBA in general as the voice of the Atlanta Hawks. Steve Holman now joins us on Cavs HQ. We've had Steve join us before and boy, a lot of things going on in the NBA during this off season. So we thought we'd get some, Thoughts from Steve Holman about not only the NBA, but the Atlanta Hawks. So, Steve, great to join you. So we appreciate you stopping by. Well, th- th- thank, thank you. It's always a pleasure to be with all of you guys. Well, let's start with the team that you cover, the Atlanta Hawks. And we mentioned uh, some news, certainly uh, in the NBA this offseason. And one of those headlines uh, was the Atlanta Hawks acquiring DeJounte Murray to pair him with Trey Young in that Hawk backcourt. Uh, what are your thoughts on how that evolved and, and what DeJounte Murray will mean to this Atlanta Hawks lineup and roster? Well, I think it means so much to Trey, especially, and to the, you know, the entire team, because not only is he an offensive threat, certainly, but, you know, he brings a lot of defense to the table. Uh, he's been around the block a little bit. Uh, he's played at the San Antonio under that system, and he's buddies with Trey, and they were extremely happy to, to join with each other, and I think that's going to make for an exciting backcourt. Uh, and I think what it does mostly for the Hawks is there's no drop off anymore. Uh, I think if Trey, you know, has to go out for a rest, I think they'll leave DeJounte in there. And then maybe when DeJounte goes out, Trey will stay out there. But a lot of times they'll be out there together. But I think it really bolsters uh, what they have going in the in the backcourt. And they were able to they were able to pull it off, be, I think, mainly because San Antonio has decided to you know, go for the big guy next year and get into that lottery. And, uh, you know, the Hawks were able to get DeJounte Murray for 
uh, maybe less than most people thought. Uh, you, you know, you hate to lose Danilo Gallinari, but he may have gone anyway because of that uh, contract situation. I think he had a guarantee twenty one million if they had uh, if he had stayed past the date or whatever. But uh, to to get Dejounte Murray is is very exciting, and and they made some other changes too. That you know they brought in the two holidays uh, that are going to bolster the defense too. So I I I think that they uh, you know have made some very important additions along with just about everybody else in the Eastern Conference, too. <laughs> Steve, I just want to thank you for sitting in with us. You know, I love your insight, and you talk so loud. I hear you on the other side of the floor when we're in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry so about that, Jim. I don't oh, no, oh, no, it's great stuff. Uh, Steve, but uh, on a serious note, uh, you gave up three future first-round picks. That leads me into the question. Has there been a change in strategy as far as the way the Hawks are approaching uh, their style of play. I think, I think Jimmy, you're right. I think they, they have, you know, they made a decision and our owner, Tony wrestler, I think, you know, was a big part of that, that, you know, we've, we've reached the point now, I think where they, they don't have to develop players anymore. Uh, they, they're at the stage where you want to start to to win and go for it. And I think that, you know, giving up the draft picks is it's important, but I don't think they feel as though, you know, middle round draft picks are going to be that, that important to them at this point. Uh, they've got a group together right now that they think has a chance to win now. And, and I do think that's the philosophy going forward. Steve, to follow up on that uh, and to go back to what you mentioned earlier, not only DeJounte Murray, uh, but Kevin Herter is traded, uh, as you said, with the holidays coming in. Talk a little bit about that deal and, again, fortifying the team uh, with Justin Holiday. Yeah, well, well, Justin Holiday had been here before, uh, you know, for a brief stint, uh, and uh, now you bring him in with Aaron Holiday uh, and the Kevin Herter thing. I mean, they, they hate to lose Kevin, but I think what it came down to was uh, playing time for it was either going to be Bogey Bogdanovich or Kevin Herter, and I, I'm pretty sure they feel that you know Bogey had surgery right after the season, and they feel he's going to be 100 percent when training camp rolls around. So, you know, he's going to be that shooter off the bench, I think, for the Hawks here. So uh, it made Kevin a little bit expendable. And uh, one of the problems, I think, if it's, it's sometimes it's a good problem, but Nate has had a, you know, had to juggle lineups and, and maybe try to fit 10 guys out on the floor every night. And, you know, maybe he doesn't want to do that either, wants to shorten the bench a little bit. And, uh, and this way you can get more minutes for, you know, fewer guys and, and keep everybody in the, the kind of in the, the swing of things. Yeah, you mentioned getting the other uh, Holiday, who's more defensive-minded, is uh, playing right down where Nate where Nate wants to go. Uh, you picked up a kid in the draft in the 16th, A.J. Griffin. Can you tell us a little bit about him? Well, he's 18, <laughs> Jim. That's the, that's the main wow. thing. He's, wow. he's, he's 18 years old. Uh, uh, of course, you know his dad, Adrian, who, who yep. played in the NBA and now coaches up in Toronto. So uh, uh, everybody feels as though, uh, you know, not just here in Atlanta, but I, you know, I, uh, the so-called experts around the country, I think have said, you know, they got a steal with him at that number 16, uh, you know, at 18 years old, I don't know how much playing time he's going to get because of what we talked about a little while ago, that this team is, you know, going to be ready to try to win right now. We've got another young guy, Jalen Johnson, who spent a lot of time last year in the G league, who they think might be ready to make a, a, a big step too. So uh, I think they're excited that they got him certainly. Uh, and, and, you know, it's just, to me, it's, it, it, it's hard to believe, you know, at our age now that, you know, we're, we've, we're drafting 18 year olds. <laughs> well, it sure is. 
Again, we're talking with Steve Holman, the outstanding radio play-by-play voice for the Atlanta Hawks, as he joins us here on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Uh, Steve, we all keep an eye not only on our specific teams, for Jim and I, the Cavs, and for you, the Hawks, but the NBA landscape in general. Uh, Boy, it's been an interesting offseason. Anything that's really caught your attention, uh, especially from the Eastern Conference side of things? Well, I think, you know, something that maybe hasn't happened yet that might happen if Donovan Mitchell ends up with the Knicks, that's going to, I think, help them a little bit too. And, you know, it's going to put them in the mix for the, uh, for the playoffs in the East. Uh, and I just think, you know, so, and, and we have to wait and see what's going to happen with, with the, with the Nets. I mean, the Nets could go from a team that everybody thought would win a championship all of a sudden to a team that may not even make it into the play in round. So, uh, you know, I think that's something we have to keep an eye on too, but you know, Boston gets uh, Malcolm Brogdon. That helps them uh, quite a bit, I think. And they also picked up Danilo Gallinari, uh, who's going to give them some offense off the bench, makes them a little bit deeper. Uh, I don't know if everybody's finished with all the trades and everything uh, at this point, but, uh, you know, if it is what it is right now, uh, I think it's going to be a free-for-all in the Eastern Conference for those, uh, well, top eight spots and then the top, you know, the two play-in spots. Uh, so it's going to make it very interesting. Yeah, and I guess the key word there would be, you better be fortified. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Steve, uh, Adam gave a talk the other day uh, in, in the summer league and raised an eyebrow for me. He said they're considering going from 19 years old to 18. Uh, what was the logic behind that based upon how you know this league and where it's going? Well, I, you know, I think they want to try to, what do I know? But I think that they're kind of looking at that, where they can pay players to come right out of high school to go into the G league. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's got something to do with it too. And they, uh, they you know, the one and done in college, I don't think has helped a lot of guys. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of these young players that played one year or even less in college, uh, they come in and they really have to be developed in the G league anyway. So maybe that's what he's thinking. I, you know, I, I don't know for sure, but you know, we go back to the the old days when Moses came out and guys like that, they came right out of high school. So, you know, maybe we're getting back to that again. Steve, before we let you go, uh, shifting back to the Hawks, of course, uh, two seasons ago, Eastern Conference Finals, uh, last season, you knocked us out in the uh, play-in game. But as you said, uh, it seems as though this is an organization that right now is saying, hey, we're pushing all our chips to the middle of the table. Yeah, I I think so. And I I do think one of the things that they really learned uh, all the way from top to bottom uh, last season was that you have to treat, and it's an old cliche, that the games in October and November are just as important as the ones in, you know, March and April. And I think they really learned that lesson. And the guys yes. have all talked about that this summer, that, uh, you know, they have to come out and be focused. And, you know, last year, I think one of the things was they came out of the gate, they beat Dallas on national TV in the opening night of the year, and everybody thought things were great. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, we got smacked right in the face when we went into you guys, to Cleveland. And I think that was kind of the start of, of what was going to be, uh, you know, some interesting things for the Hawks where they weren't going to be, you know, able to roll through the way they thought they were. And, you know, it might've been because they played until July 3rd, uh, the season went late. Uh, and I think some guys had procedures during the summer and, uh, you know, maybe they had looked at their clippings a little bit too, during the off season. Uh, and, 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 you know, maybe who knows, they might've been a year ahead of schedule too, making that Eastern finals. So there were all those things contributed, but I do think the big lesson they've learned is that you have to come out and be focused and play games uh, all 82, uh, just like 
you know, the last 10 or so. So I, I think that's one thing that they're going to gain from last year. Well, that's a great point. The start is just as important as the finish. Now, before we let you go, I only bring this up because you posted this in social media. You're going to be the voice of the Hawks for a little while longer. You inked the new deal. Now, were you yeah. a restricted free agent or an unrestricted free agent? <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, they tell me what they're going to give me, and then I sign it. <laughs> you know, at, at, at 68 years old, you just have to be thankful you're still working. You know? <laughs> yes, well, you in all, do. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, in all seriousness, uh, Atlanta Hawk fans are blessed to have you be the voice of the yes, Hawks. They are. Yes, Such they a are. wonderful job. and. Uh, however long that contract may be, congratulations to you. Well, you know, I, I want to do it. I want to do it as long as I can, you know, speak and, and, and bring the games to everybody because, you know, look at Al McCoy, our buddy in Phoenix is 89. Yes, years. that's right. That's right. You know, that's Gary right. Gerald in, in, in Sacramento is 83 now, I think. And, uh, that's right. You, know, you go all the way up and down the list. I mean, uh, 68, I feel like I'm youthful. Well, let me put it like, well, let me put it like this. Last year when I asked you for a dollar, you said you didn't have it. Now I know you got it. <laughs> yeah, I got it in four quarters. Uh, Steve, always entertaining. We really appreciate you stopping by and uh, look forward to seeing you during the upcoming season. Yeah, I just Thanks, saw we've got, our, we've got our broadcast meetings coming up September 20th. Just got an email oh, on that. So oh, my we'll goodness. see you guys in beautiful Jersey City. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Steve. We'll see you Thank then. You guys. See you Steve then. Steve Holman, the legendary radio voice of the Atlanta Hawks, joining us here on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Jim and I will be back to wrap things up for this week's edition after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Boy, Jim, that was a fun show. Kelsey Russo with some outstanding insights from what the young Cavaliers were able to do out in Las Vegas during summer league action. And then, as always, your spa partner, as you mentioned yep. at the top of the program, uh, the always entertaining voice of the Atlanta Hawks, Steve Holman. Boy, some great insights, not only on the Cavaliers, but on the NBA in general. That's right. Both of these people are special people, and Steve and I go way, way back. Uh, we talked about it every – in fact, he reminds me how old I am because he goes back to the 70s as far as recollection of when we first got together. This was an interesting take this week uh, for for our show. I just – you know, fans, hey, put it in your archives. Great stuff by these two individuals. So, again, a great big thank you to Kelsey Russo from The Athletic. Follow her work. She does a terrific yes, job. Yes, she does in covering the Cavaliers for the Athletics. Steve Holman, as you heard, uh, he's signed on to do a few more years with the Hawks, so that's good news. Jim, as always, thanks to you. Thank you, Jim. Dynamic duo, Kurt McLaughlin and Marty Allen. And, of course, the biggest thanks goes to you, the listeners. We'll talk to you again next week on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Until then, so long, everybody. 